you have your Bibles, look with me at Acts chapter 14 and we'll begin reading this morning in verse 8. Acts chapter 14 and verse 8. The scripture says, this is Paul and Barnabas, Now at Lystra there was a man sitting who could not use his feet. He was crippled from birth and had never walked. He listened to Paul speaking and Paul looking at him intently and seeing that he had faith to be made well, said in a loud voice, Stand upright on your feet. And he sprang up and began walking. And when the crowd saw what Paul had done, they lifted up their voices, saying in Lyconian, The gods have come down to us in the likeness of men. Barnabas they called Zeus, and Paul Hermes, because he was the chief speaker. And the priest of Zeus, whose temple was at the entrance to the city, brought oxen and garlands to the gate and wanted to offer sacrifice with the crowds. But when the apostles Barnabas and Paul heard of it, they tore their garments and rushed out into the crowd, crying out, Men, why are you doing these things? We also are men of like nature with you. And we bring you good news that you should turn from these vain things to a living God who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and all that is in them. In past generations He allowed all the nations to walk in their own ways, yet He did not leave Himself without witness. For He did good by giving you rains from the heaven and fruitful seasons, satisfying your hearts with food and gladness. Even with these words they scarcely restrained themselves, restrained the people, excuse me, from offering sacrifice to them. But Jews came from Antioch and Iconium, and having persuaded the crowds, they stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city, supposing that he was dead. But when the disciples gathered about him, he rose up and entered the city, and on the next day he went on with Barnabas to Derbe. May God add a blessing to the reading of His Word. Luke continues his narration in this passage of Scripture that we just read of the events of Paul's first missionary journey. You remember what happened? The Holy Spirit spoke to the church at Antioch, told them to set apart Paul and Barnabas and send them forth for ministry. Uh, we've now seen a couple of events in that first missionary journey and they're continuing on. Paul and Barnabas stayed a long time at Iconium, the Scripture says, speaking boldly, performing signs and wonders. And eventually the opposition there became violent and it forced Paul and Barnabas to flee to Lystra and Derbe, the Scripture says. And we read about that in the first six verses of this passage of Scripture that we've looked at today, chapter 14. In Lystra, as we just read, Paul healed a man who was crippled from birth. A miracle has taken place. His, his legs have been restored. And so what the people did, they thought Paul and Barnabas must have been gods. They named, named them Zeus and Hermes. And when the priest of the temple of Zeus began to prepare an offering of sacrifices, the apostles tore their, clothes, tore their own clothes and the, the Scripture says they barely restrained them. Um, they told the people, no, we're not gods. We're not the ones who have done this great thing. We're not the, the ones responsible for this power that you see. 
Later on, they ended up rejecting what Paul and Barnabas said. They chased him. They stoned him. Stoned him. And, and the Scripture says that Paul and Barnabas move on to Derbe where they preach the gospel of Jesus and make many other disciples, Scripture says. As I look at this passage of Scripture this morning, I see a pattern that that Paul and Barnabas use that applies to their lives that that help them share the gospel of Jesus Christ. That a pattern that I believe if we enact it today in our churches and in our lives will help us to be more effective when it comes to sharing the gospel. Now, it might not have been particularly effective in this particular passage right here because obviously the people rejected the message and Paul and Barnabas had to move on to another town. But the Scripture says that they made many disciples in that next town. And I can guarantee you that the pattern that we see in their lives in this passage of Scripture right here is the same one that they carried with them into the next town and enabled them through the Spirit of God to see people accept Jesus Christ. As I look at that pattern, and we seek to apply it to our lives today, the first thing that I notice is that they treated others compassionately. Paul and Barnabas in their ministry treated others compassionately. Look with me at verse 8 once again. It says, Now at Lystra there was a man sitting who could not use his feet. He was crippled from birth and had never walked. Verse 9, he listened to Paul speaking. And Paul, looking intently at him and seeing that he had faith to be made well. The Scripture says Paul looked intently at the man who was crippled. He saw his plight. He saw his pain. He saw the hopelessness in his eyes. But more important than that, he saw his potential. We can learn a lot from Paul's level of compassion. This isn't the only instance in Scripture where he's compassionate to someone in need. But so often, you and I go through life not paying attention to anyone else's need but our own. We talked about this just this past week, uh, Wednesday night on Bible study. We talked about being compassionate. One of the Beatitudes is, is simply meaning that, that we show compassion, that we show mercy, and in return it will be shown to us. This man that was before Paul and Barnabas, this man that was laying there just waiting around, he was crippled from birth, he was not a believer. He was not a Christian. He hadn't yet heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. He didn't know that Christ could set him free, not only physically, but that Christ could set his soul free, that Christ could give him life and more abundant life. Let me ask you this morning, how do we respond to those around us who haven't heard the gospel? How do we respond to our neighbor, to our friend, to our family member that hasn't heard that Jesus can set you free? Many times those are the people who are hurting around us. Many times they're people who are in need. How do we respond to them? How should we seek to minister to those people who are hurting and in need and haven't heard the gospel? Notice what the Scriptures says that Paul did. Verse 9 says, And Paul looking intently at him. Paul looked into the man's eyes. He saw that he was hurting. He had empathy 
for him. He probably took the time to listen and to hear what that man was saying. Do you want to have influence with people when it comes to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ? Do you want to be able to make an impact for the kingdom? Let me share this advice with you this morning. Then be intentional. Be intentional. That's what the Scriptures are saying this morning. It says that Paul looked intently at that man. He looked deep into his eyes. He understood his pain. He listened to what he had to say. What does that word mean, intently? Well, I looked it up and it says, something that is intended, purpose, design, the state of a person's mind that directs his or her actions towards a specific object. Decide this morning to be intentional with those people that are around you, that are hurting, that are in pain, that haven't heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. We need to be intentional. We need to intend to intently look into their eyes, to listen to what they have to say. And when the opportunity presents itself, like Paul and Barnabas did, share the gospel of Jesus Christ. As we listen to people, as we show compassion to them, we'll see doors of opportunity open before us and we can share Christ. You've heard the old adage that we have two ears and one mouth so we should listen twice as much. Well, I believe there's some truth to that and I believe it would do us well in our witnessing efforts, in our sharing the gospel if we did some listening from time to time. Maybe if we can listen to what that person has gone through. Maybe if we can understand uh, and sympathize with them. We can show them compassion and empathy. That door of opportunity will be open. And we can share the gospel with them. I believe that evangelism can be easier, can be more effortless. And it can have more efficiency if we listen. If we show compassion as Paul and Barnabas did. So this morning we should treat others compassionately, but the second thing that I see is that we should speak with authority. We should speak with authority. Look with me at verse 10, and let's see what the Scripture says. It says that Paul said in a loud voice, Stand upright on your feet. And he sprang up and began walking. What set Jesus and His apostles apart from the others of their day, the others who might have uh, sought to have influence in a person's life when it came to religion, was that they spoke with authority. Jesus and His disciples were different from, from the Pharisees and the scribes and the leaders of the, of the Jewish synagogue. They were different from so many people because they spoke with authority. They spoke like they knew what they were talking about. And of course they knew what they were talking about. It wasn't some secret knowledge. It wasn't something that had been developed in darkness. It was because they were speaking with God's authority and His purpose. Isaiah 45 and verse 19 says, I did not speak in secret. This is God speaking to the, uh, to the prophet Isaiah and in, indirectly to the nation of Israel. I did not speak in secret in a land of darkness, I, the Lord, speak the truth. I declare what is right. This is the authority that Jesus Christ had as the Son of God and the authority that His disciples saw Him exhibit 
in His ministry. And they, as a result, learned to speak with authority. Many people under, uh, misunderstand that concept of authority, though. They think that it means that they just have to order everyone around, that they have to tell people what they do, that what to do, that they have to be the boss. But listen to this. Our authority comes because God has commanded it to be so. Matthew Henry said that Paul spoke to him with a loud voice that the people might take notice and have their expectations raised to the effect... I want you to understand this. It wasn't that Paul spoke with a loud voice that gave him authority. It was that he knew what he was talking about. It's that he knew where his authority came from. It was that he knew and understood the power that he had because the Holy Spirit was enabling him. He knew what he was doing. He had discerned that that man had the faith to be healed because he was in tune with the Spirit of God. Do you want to share the Gospel? Do you want to be effective in your witness? Do you want to be effective when you minister to other people and and, and share Jesus with them? Listen to the Spirit of God. Listen to what the Spirit is saying. That is where our authority as believers come from. Listen to the Spirit. We should treat others compassionately. We should speak with authority. But the third thing that I see this morning is that we should live in humility. We should live in humility. Look with me at verse 11. Verse 11 of Acts chapter 14, the Scripture says this, And when the crowd saw what Paul had done, they lifted up their voices, saying in Lyconian, The gods have come down to us in the likeness of men. Barnabas they called Zeus and Paul Hermes because he was the chief speaker. And the priest of Zeus, whose temple was at the entrance to the city, brought oxen and garlands to the gate and wanted to offer sacrifices with the crowds. But when the apostles Barnabas And Paul heard of it. They tore their garments and rushed out into the crowd crying out, Men, why are you doing these things? We also are men of like nature with you and we bring good news to you that you should turn from these vain things to a living God who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and all that is in them. Paul and Barnabas were being honored as gods. A miracle had been had had happened in the midst of these people. They had seen this crippled man healed. And they had never seen such a display of power before. And they wanted to show their respect to these men who seemingly had performed these great works. It would be very easy for most of us, for most men, to simply accept that adoration of the people. And perhaps for some to even take advantage of the situation, to use that for their gain. But Paul and Barnabas knew that they were not gods. They knew that they were not worthy of worship. They had showed true humility in confronting this difficult situation that they were facing. They told the people, we're just like you. We're nothing special. Don't give us your praise. Sometimes we can think too highly of ourselves and we forget that every good thing, every perfect thing, the Scripture says, comes from God. Maybe when we close a business deal or we finish a project or we land a promotion 
or when others around us are telling us what a great job we've done. And we find it easy to accept that praise and accept that adoration. But Scripture says every good thing and every perfect thing comes from God. And He's the one who deserves the praise. He's the one who deserves the glory and the honor. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't encourage someone when they do something good, when they show some initiative, when they, when they assist in some effort, when they take the lead in a ministry or, or in doing something for the kingdom. We need to, to lift those people up and we need to encourage those people. But those of us who are in leadership, those of us who are taking the lead, who are doing what needs to be done, we need to be quick to understand that it's God who does good that it's God who blesses us, that it's God who gives us strength, that it's God who grows a church, that it's God who performs miracles. He's the only one worthy of the worship. He's the only one worthy of praise. We ought to live in humility, always acknowledging that God is the one who is working in and through us for His glory, for His purpose. Psalm 25 and verse 9 says, He leads the humble in what is right and He teaches the humble His ways. James 4 and verse 6 says, But He gives more grace. Therefore it says, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Philippians 2 and verse 8 says, And being found in human form, He, speaking of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, humbled Himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. That's the example that He modeled for us, that He, the the, the Prince of Heaven, came down to this earth, took on human form, took on our sin, and died for it. What claim do we have to the praise and the adoration if we want to be effective in our ministry, if we want to be effective as a church, if we want to be an effective witness in in sharing our faith, we need to seek to live in humility. We need to speak with authority. We need to treat others compassionately. But the final thing that I notice in Scripture this morning is that we need to share our testimony. Well, Pastor Wes, I thought that's what this was all about. Yeah, but sometimes we may do all those other things and we may forget the main thing. I told someone the other day that my Sunday school teacher growing up, uh, every Sunday as he closed his lesson, he would say the same thing. He would say, remember to keep the main thing, the main thing. Remember to keep the main thing, the main thing. And this morning the main thing is sharing our testimony, sharing our faith, telling what Christ has done For us, look with me at verse 17 in Acts chapter 14. The Scripture says, Yet He did not leave Himself without witness. This is Paul speaking here. For He did good by giving you rains from heaven and fruitful seasons, satisfying your hearts with food and gladness. Paul shared that God is living, that God is creator, that God is merciful, that God is a provider, that God is good. He was bearing witness to who God was, to what God had done and what He could do. Paul is not the only one who is called to share, who is called to bear witness of what God can do. You and I are called in that same way to bear witness 
to what God can do, what He has done in our lives, and what He's able to do in someone else's. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 13 and 14 says this, You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Verse 15 says, Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. Verse 16, In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Jesus referred to His believers, His followers, as salt and light. This means that we, we must bear witness to who God is, to what He's doing, what He's done. Maybe you're thinking this morning, well, how do I bear witness? How do I, how do I bear witness to God? I, I don't have an earth-moving, bone-rattling testimony. Maybe you can say, I once was a gossiper. Now I'm an encourager. I once had anger in my heart, but Christ helped me to forgive. I once was miserable, but now I have peace and joy because of Jesus. Maybe it was I once had no self-control, but, but Christ gave me strength. Or maybe it is something more, more powerful uh, in a sense. Maybe it was that I once was addicted, but now I'm set free. But I promise you that we can all say this, those of us who know Jesus Christ this morning, I once was dead and now I'm alive. I once was lost and now I'm found. Christ has done something in your life. You do have a testimony and you are called and commanded to share it with those around you. Do you want to have an influence for Christ? Do you want to share the gospel but you're unsure how? Are you worried about the soul of a dear uh, family member or friend? This morning let's realize that first of all we should treat others with compassion. That if we want to have an influence with them, if we want them to, to, to identify with what we're saying, we need to listen to them. We need to be intentional with people. And show them compassion, show them grace and mercy. That when we speak, we should speak with authority, realizing that our authority comes from the Holy Spirit that is living within us. That we need to know what we're talking about when we talk about it. That means we should get into this, this Word, that we should study it, that we should learn it, and let this Word be in us. We should live in humility realizing that it's Him that gets all the glory and all the honor, that every good and perfect gift comes from Him. And we should share our testimony. We should tell someone what God has done in our lives because He has done something in your life. Treat others with compassion. Speak with authority. Live in humility. And share your testimony. Will you pray with me this morning? Dear God, our Heavenly Father, we are thankful for the opportunity to come together this morning and to hear Your Word. 
to study it, to let it renew our hearts and minds, to influence who we are and what we do and how we do it. And Lord, this morning Your Word has given us an encouragement to be a witness in this world that we live in. Paul and Barnabas went to this town and their message wasn't received in the way that it should have been, but they still did what they knew they were supposed to do. They showed compassion. They spoke with authority because You had given them authority. And they knew what they were talking about. They knew Your Word. They lived in humility. They understood we're not gods. We're not the ones who performed these great works. It was God's Spirit in us, that authority that He gave us that is deserving of the praise and the glory for these works, these things that have been done. They shared their testimony. They, they bear witness. They, 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 they told what you were doing, what you had done, and what you could do. Father, may we be people like that. May we be a church that's compassionate to others, going, uh, doing, reaching out with compassionate hands, doing the work of Jesus Christ in this community that You've placed us in. May we be people who speak with authority, realizing that it's God's Word that we're speaking and that we can stand on that and that we have the, the strength and power of Your Spirit enabling us to do it. Father, may we be people who, who live in humility. We don't get the glory. We don't get the praise. We don't get the honor. We're not the one who does the work of the Lord. We're your instruments. You strengthen us and enable us and give us the power to do it. Lord, may we be missional Christians, mobilizing people who, who share our testimony, who share our faith. You have tasked us with going and telling, with spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. Lord, impress that upon our hearts. Help us to commit to sharing our faith, to telling what you've done. God changes lives. Jesus Christ saves souls. The Holy Spirit enables us and empowers us to go and to tell. Lord, let this Word be in us. And I pray this morning that it would begin with me. It's in Jesus' precious and holy name we pray and ask all of these things. Amen and amen.